Friday, April 13, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly. Coming to you from the Mile High City, we are right here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday. We talk sports with a dose of common sense. We are very, very happy to have you here with us today. Happy Friday to you. You know, I hope that we have helped in some small way you get through your work week. Hopefully listening to The Dose has made your week go a little bit faster. Maybe it knocked out a half hour here or there while you were at work. Nothing better than getting paid for listening to The Daily Dose. We love those kind of listeners. You know, like I said, today is Friday the 13th. Uh Uh-oh, are you ready for Friday the 13th? Are you superstitious about those kind of things? Like, do you get nervous? I don't know, carrying a mirror or whatever walking under a ladder, betting on the Cleveland Browns, whatever it might be. Do you get nervous about that stuff at all? Here is another question for you, Daily Dose listener. And I would assume that you are a sports fan. You know, I've actually heard from some listeners who say they're actually not that big a fan of sports, but they like listening to the Daily Dose. Hey, everyone is welcome here. But if you are a sports fan, question for you about your superstitions. Do you have superstitions when it comes to your team? Do you wear, I don't know, like a lucky shirt? Do you carry a lucky ball around? Do you go through some lucky routine? Are you that way about your teams? I'm not really that way. I guess I can appreciate some of it, but I'm not really that way. I'll tell you a little bit of a story, just real briefly. Wasn't really plan on doing this, but I'll tell you a story about some bizarre superstitions. You know, my first coaching job, coaching basketball at the high school level, I'm actually coaching at a high school up north of the Denver metro area. Now, I am just a lowly assistant coach. This is years ago. I mean nobody. We show up for our first game. It's a home game. Coaching staff is sitting in the locker room. The head coach shows up. He says, as he walks in the door, that he cut himself shaving. And he actually asks another coach on the staff, did you cut yourself? He says, yeah, I actually cut myself too. Look right here. And he kind of shows a little spot on his neck or whatever. And he goes to the next coach. Oh yeah, coach, I actually cut myself right here. Points to his lip or whatever. And I'm actually realizing that this is some sort of weird superstition on this coaching staff. So they go through everyone on the staff and everyone is playing along. Now, I don't know if they really cut themselves or if they are just saying this to appease the head coach, whatever it is, they get to me. Now, at this age, I'm barely even shaving. Like, I'm just a kid out of school trying to find a job. And I'm looking at everyone, and everyone's got, like, wide eyes. Like, I hope you cut yourself, too, when you were shaving. So, what do I do? Of course, I lie. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I cut myself, too. I cut myself. And everyone on the staff breathes this huge sigh of relief. Oh, glad everyone did it. It's a good thing everyone did it. We went out. In our first game, we win the game. The superstition carried on. Whatever. Now, I leave that job. I ended up coaching for Russ McKinstry, who, of course, who has been on this show a few times. And when I started coaching for Russ, I actually remember I asked him if he had any superstitions as a coach. And he looked at me like I had two heads. He was like, what? No, I just got in coach, which suited me perfectly because I'm not that way. Hey, if I can control things, by my shaving results or wearing a lucky tie or eating a lucky meal or whatever it might be prior to the game, I'm going to be real honest. I'm going to go ahead and use that stuff on the lottery, not on a game. (laughs) 
the lucky thing that I tried to do as a coach was like practice really hard, prepare really well, scout the opponent. It was amazing how lucky we got if we did those things really, really well. Now, if you would like to contact us and tell us what you're superstitious about. I'm not superstitious, but I'm, I am a little stitious. We'd love to hear from you. In fact, it would be kind of fascinating to me to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com, or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. In all honesty, I'd love to hear what your superstition is. I don't particularly have one. I'm just not that way. But I know a lot of people are. Like I said, on the staff that I originally was on, cut yourself shaving or you were breaking the chain of whatever that was. Hey, today on the show, we have a number of things to get to, including some breaking news. We also will have our weekend preview. This is a pretty good weekend of sports. I'll tell you that up front. And as we do every single Friday, we will have our Daily Dose Top 5, a staple of the show since it began. You know that you always have to tune in on Fridays for the Daily Dose Top 5. couple things coming out in the world of breaking news. In the NFL, it looks like the Cleveland Browns and wide receiver Jarvis Landry are close to finalizing a long-term deal that would average more than $15 million a year. Of course, the Browns acquired Landry in a trade last month with the Dolphins. They sent a fourth-round pick this year and a seventh-round pick next year to Miami for the trade. Now, see, this is the tough part about getting better when you have been bad for so long because the Browns are overpaying for these players. You're forced to overpay for players just to get them to come to your franchise. Hey, Landry's a nice receiver. I'm not saying he's not. Is he worth 15 million bucks a year? Probably not anywhere else. But remember, you are worth what you can get paid. He can get paid that in Cleveland. So in Cleveland, yes, he's worth 15 million bucks a year, I guess. But probably not anywhere else. And of course, the NBA regular season is now complete. We will be discussing the playoffs here in just a few minutes. But we are already starting to see head coaches being fired. The New York Knicks wasted no time letting their head coach Jeff Hornacek go. And they say that they will be inquiring about Villanova head coach Jay Wright. Yeah, I'm sure that's what Jay Wright wants to do. Let me think about this. I can contend for a title every single year, have one of the best programs in all of college basketball, have my wife and family happy right here in Philly where we're from, or I could go coach the Knicks. Yeah, I don't think that would be a very tough decision. I would imagine the Knicks will try to make that more difficult by just throwing a ton of money at him. But if I'm Jay Wright, again, do not run from happiness. If that is a good situation, stay where you are at. Also looks like the Orlando Magic will part ways with their head coach, Frank Vogel. You know, Orlando did something that you just can't do. Orlando won games very, very early. I'm not sure if you remember that. But at the very beginning of the NBA season, Orlando was winning some games under Frank Vogel. And everyone started looking at Orlando saying, hey, maybe they're better than we thought they were. Like they're coming out, they're playing really hard. They're doing some good things. They were scoring a lot of points early, remember? And I think we even talked about it and said, yeah, that success probably won't be able to sustain down there, but they're playing well early. Well, the problem is you kind of set expectations high and everyone down there started thinking, hey, maybe we are good. No, you're not. You're not good at all. 
That's the thing about the Knicks job, and that's the thing about the Orlando job. Neither one of them have very much talent. Like, how good of a coach can you be? You don't have anything. Hey, Jeff Hornacek, I'll give him this with the Knicks. The Knicks played hard. They didn't play very good. But they're not very talented. They don't have much talent on that roster. They played hard, at least. Now, I do think we are going to be seeing some more teams evaluating their coaching situation. I would expect the Phoenix Suns. They'll take a look. Memphis Grizzlies, of course, they will be looking. Atlanta, Charlotte. Don't be surprised if the Detroit Pistons take a look at their coaching situation. I could still see a number of teams making moves with their head coaches now that the NBA season is over. This is going to be worth watching even over the weekend because we may see some movement by some of these teams over the weekend. Speaking of that weekend, coming back, we will be previewing a decent weekend in sports. We have NHL playoffs. We have NBA playoffs. We've got a number of things to tune in for. This is going to be a good weekend to sit back and watch some sports. You know, we do this every single week. We take a look at some of the upcoming events over the weekend because you do have a lot to do. And so we just try to help you stay up on exactly what the best things are to tune in for. We don't just preview the games and let you know when and where they're going to be at so that you can watch them. We also pick the games and see how we do with our picks. Now, last week, I'll be very honest, wasn't so good. But I'm going to blame that on today being Friday the 13th. And so I'm just going to say it was all bad luck. (laughs) See how that works out for me? It's luck when I want to say it's luck. For the record, though, we don't pick easy games. We don't just go out and say, well, here's an easy game. We can easily pick this. This is a huge spread. We'll just pick the favorite. No, we pick the games that are worth watching, and then we say, okay, here's who's going to win that game. It's not easy to do, but we do it for you because we're in the business of helping people. So if you want to just kind of pay attention to these picks, you just might be fortunate enough to make yourself some money if you were to, I don't know, have a friendly wager with a friend, bet a six-pack of soda or whatever it might be. If I get these wrong, it's a rough week, like last week was, then, hey, we're just going to chalk it up to luck. That's all we have to say. Remember, all the times that we give you our mountain time zone, because I live in mountain time zone. So adjust accordingly as you need to. First off, tonight, we have a couple of Major League Baseball series that I think are going to be worth watching. Starting at 5 p.m. tonight, we have the Toronto Blue Jays going to Cleveland to face the Indians. Yes, I know. Troy Tulowitzki is already hurt. He's on the DL. What? I know you're shocked by that. But the Blue Jays have started pretty well without him. They can score some serious runs. That is still a very, very good lineup. I know they haven't done much in the postseason, but that is still a good lineup. Meanwhile, of course, Cleveland, they're going to try to win with their pitching, with their fielding, and they'll generate runs when they can. But Toronto versus Cleveland is a three-game series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, This is a pretty solid series to watch all weekend. I would take Cleveland at home to win this series, but I think this will be a very, very good one to watch. Another three-game series that will be worth watching in Major League Baseball. At 8 p.m. tonight, we have the Los Angeles Dodgers going to Arizona to face the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are hot to start off. They are sitting on top of the NL West. They are not just winning. They are blowing people out. Meanwhile, of course, the Dodgers are struggling to generate any scoring early on. You would have to think, at some point, with all of the talent they have on that roster, like their scoring has to come at some point, doesn't it? You would think they'd start to get some support for those pitchers. I would expect that it will be coming. 
again, nice divisional series here. I would pick Arizona at home in this series, and because it is so early, because Los Angeles is still trying to figure some things out. But again, three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're going to see the Dodgers versus Diamondbacks, and that should be a nice divisional series to watch all weekend if you'd like to. Now at 8 p.m. tonight, we have some NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. The Los Angeles Kings go to Vegas for Game 2 of their series. You know, the Golden Knights are up one nothing as they somehow scraped out a 1-0 win in Game 1. This is the game to watch, though. This is the game that could change this series. Remember, in a seven-game series, hey, it doesn't really start until the road team wins a game. Can Vegas defend their home ice again tonight? I think they might struggle a little bit. I think the Kings actually might steal one. I'm going to pick LA in this one tonight. Should be a good game. And if Vegas does manage to win, hey, they're just holding court. That's what they're supposed to do. Moving on to tomorrow. Got some good stuff on tomorrow. Starting at 1 p.m., we have the NBA playoffs starting off the San Antonio Spurs versus the Golden State Warriors. Hey, if the Spurs were 100%, I would give them a shot in the series. I really would. But this team is funky. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the whole Kawhi Leonard thing. I don't know what it is. But there's something not quite right about them. Now, can they give Golden State a series without Steph Curry in the lineup? I still don't think so. I think Kevin Durant will be enough. I will pick the Warriors in this game. I will pick the Warriors in this series. But I think in these first two games, you'll see San Antonio at least give them a run and maybe at least make a close game out of it. Also at 1 p.m., the Tampa Bay Lightning showed that high-scoring offense in game one of their series against the New Jersey Devils, and the Devils are going to have to try to keep pace in game two. Now, on Saturday at 1, if you want a fast-paced game with some scoring, hey, New Jersey versus Tampa, not a bad place to start. Should be a pretty good game there. At 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, we have another NBA series starting. The Washington Wizards go to Toronto to face off with the Raptors. Now, the Wizards have lost four of their final six games of the regular season. I just don't like Washington the further and further that they have gone without point guard John Wall. The Raptors should handle this series easily. Then again, the Raptors don't handle anything in the postseason easily. And for whatever reason, Toronto always seems to lose game one. So like something has to give here. Either Washington has to start playing better or else Toronto has to actually win a postseason game. Which is it going to be? Yeah, I'll go ahead and take Toronto. At 6 p.m. tomorrow night, we have another series that could be more interesting than people think as the Miami Heat go to Philadelphia to face the Sixers. Now, I know that everyone is super high on the Sixers. And hey, I am too. They're rolling. What have they won? Like 15, 16 in a row? I really, really like watching this team. And they are saying that Joel Embiid will probably be back for this first round. Here is my caution to Philadelphia. The Miami Heat find ways to win close games. And if they do that in this series, all of the talk about the Sixers could be the real team to watch in the East. All of that stuff could go away really, really quick. The one thing we need to watch, how good can Ben Simmons be in the postseason? Hey, he's never been in the playoffs. He is still basically a rookie. None of these young guys on this team, they've got some veterans, but none of the young guys on this team know anything about playoff basketball. I'll take Philly at home. 
but this might be a closer series than what people would think it would be. Also starting at 6 p.m., the Boston Bruins are known for their nasty defense, but they scored five goals on Thursday night in Game 1 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, the end of Game 1 got a little bit chippy with that blowout score. We know how that sometimes goes. Game turns into a blowout. All of a sudden, you start seeing some fights happening. Saw a few ejections. Game 2 between Toronto and Boston at 6 p.m. on Saturday night should be very, very intense. If you want a tight game, if you want a highly heated game, this might be the one for you. At 8.30 tomorrow night, we've got game one of the New Orleans Pelicans going to Portland to face the Trailblazers. You know, I want to give the Pelicans a chance here. I really do. But Portland has one of the best backcourts in the NBA, while the Pelicans are rolling in with Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo. Not sure that's going to work here. I will take Portland in this game tomorrow night. Moving on to Sunday, NBA playoffs rolling along. At 11 a.m., we get started bright and early. We have the Milwaukee Bucks going to Boston to face the Celtics. Now, the Celtics were my pick to win the East this year. Obviously, with all the injuries they've had, that's not going to happen. Looking at this series, without Kyrie, can Boston manage to win a first-round series? Hey, I will totally give Milwaukee a chance here. Now, I would think that Boston head coach Brad Stevens can get the Celtics past this first round. But hey, this Celtics team is damaged. They are not what they were. And they certainly aren't playing the defense that they were earlier this season. I'm actually going to take Milwaukee on the road in this game one. Might make me crazy, but I'm going to take Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee has a chance in this thing. You know, at noon on Sunday, something a little bit different. You know, I actually like watching women's softball. They get such great movement on the ball. And you know the thing I like about women's softball? The games are quick. They're fast-paced. They get them up. They pitch. There's no standing around. There's no taking off your gloves. There's no all that stuff that I can't stand sometimes about baseball. Women's softball, they don't do that. On noon Sunday, we have a pretty good Pac-12 matchup between number three Oregon and number six Arizona State. I don't have any idea if these teams are good. I'm assuming that they are. But if you want to switch over to something else, women's softball, Sunday at noon, check it out. At 1.30 on Sunday afternoon, we've got the first of two very, very good NBA playoff games. At 1.30, the Indiana Pacers go to Cleveland to face the Cavaliers. Hey, the Pacers could be a pain for the Cavaliers. We know Cleveland doesn't play any defense. And Indiana will put pressure on them to hustle back, which is not their strongest suit. Now, I don't know if Indiana can actually beat them. I wouldn't think that they could. LeBron will take over this series, won't he? But could Indiana push Cleveland and wear them out for later rounds? Oh, absolutely they could. I expect them to. I will pick Cleveland in this game, but I expect Indiana to give them a tough series. At 4.30, we have the second part of a really, really good matchup in the NBA playoffs. We've got the Utah Jazz going to Oklahoma City. This is a matchup I'm going to be watching. I want to see this series. Hey, Oklahoma City does have some serious firepower with Russell Westbrook, who is now kind of reverting back to what he was last year, just taking over games. You've still got Paul George, who can score. You've still got Carmelo, who I guess can shoot. But Utah is really, really good defensively. This should be a really, really fun game. If you haven't got a chance to see Utah very often, I would encourage you, Tune in to see this one. 
game one. I am going to take Utah on the road in this. Maybe that's a mistake, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Utah Jazz to pull off an upset in game one on the road. At 5.30 p.m., we have game two between the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Washington Capitals in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which I'm telling you right now should be insane. In game one, the Capitals had a three to two lead with less than five minutes to play and gave up a power play goal. You just knew Columbus was going to make them pay for letting them even that up. And of course they did. The Blue Jackets went on to win in overtime. Can the Washington Capitals ever win a playoff series? I don't know. But if they are going to, they had better win game two starting at 5.30 on Sunday night. At 7 p.m., we finish off our weekend with a little more NBA playoffs. We've got not a great matchup, but you'll still watch it. Minnesota Timberwolves go to the Houston Rockets. You know, Minnesota had to fight and scrap with the Denver Nuggets at home on Wednesday night to even qualify for these playoffs. Now, why are they fighting with Denver? A young team that still has some major flaws with their game? Primarily because Minnesota is so bad defensively. They don't always take care of the ball very well. That is not going to be a good combination when they face the Houston Rockets. I will take Houston at home Sunday night to finish out our weekend games. Hey, like I said, there are some good games going on this weekend. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, some good things for you to watch. Just make sure you kind of pencil in that time and say, hey, got to be near a TV or a device at that time. Some good things to watch this weekend. Hey, coming back like we do every single Friday, we have got to get to our daily dose top five. Of course, we've been talking a lot about the NBA playoffs. Now we look at these games. We look at these matchups and we say, well, of course the favorites are going to roll. They're the top teams. Yeah, but we have seen times in the first round when the top teams did not manage to get the job done. Just a quick reminder that if you do have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. April's Loot Crate theme is called Artifacts. It features items from Marvel Comics, Lord of the Rings, The Legend of Zelda, and The Dark Crystal. But if you're not interested in those franchises, head over to Loot Crate because I promise you, you will find some other franchises over there and they have just about anything you can think of. You will find exactly what you need. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, make sure you type Daily Dose into the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off your order because that's just kind of how we do things. Now, as we do every single week, we have got to get to our Daily Dose Top 5. Like we've been talking about, the NBA playoffs begin this weekend. And while we look at these playoff games and we think the favorite should win, there is always a case to be made for the underdog in these things. Now, a few of these series that we're going to talk about took place back when the first round was just five games, meaning that you just had to beat your opponent three times to clinch the series. But there are still a few on this list that were of the seven-game variety. Hey, it does happen. Now, this year, this should be a very fun NBA postseason because even the favorites, even the highest seeds, they do have some flaws of their game. And the favorites had better be on their toes because we have seen big favorites fall before. Today on our Daily Dose Top 5, we are going to be counting down the top five first round NBA upsets. Starting off at number five. five. You know, 
The San Antonio Spurs had won four titles from 1999 to 2007. And in 2011, they looked like they might do it again. They had won 61 games behind Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili. Meanwhile, the Memphis Grizzlies finished their season at 46 and 36. The Spurs were the top seed in the West. They were going to make quick work of the Grizzlies. Yeah, except the Grizzlies had other ideas. Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol were a serious matchup problem for the Spurs. And the Memphis defense, they also caused some serious problems for the Spurs because they didn't allow them to get those layups cutting to the basket like they like to get. Memphis won the series in just six games. And the top seed, the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan, they were gone in 2011. Memphis beat San Antonio. In fact, the number three seed, Dallas Mavericks, are the team that actually went on to win the title. We saw Memphis beat San Antonio in 2011. It does happen. Moving on to number four. The Los Angeles Lakers were the defending champs in 1981. They had magic. They had Kareem. There was no way the Lakers were going to lose in 81. Well, they did in round one to a Houston Rockets team that went 40 and 42. They finished under 500. How could that possibly happen? Well, you can actually explain it. Magic Johnson spent most of the season hurt. When he returned, you could tell that the Lakers just didn't have very good chemistry. Meanwhile, the Rockets rode a guy by the name of, yeah, Moses Malone, a future Hall of Famer. Malone was amazing in this series. He got some help from Calvin Murphy. He got some help from another guy that ended up being a pretty good head coach, Rudy Tomjanovich. And the Rockets were able to stun the Lakers in three games. Now, this was a huge upset. This series actually changed the NBA. Because after the season, the Lakers signed Magic Johnson to a 25-year extension. But he actually demanded a trade because he didn't get along well with head coach Paul Westhead. Westhead would end up being fired. And eventually, a young assistant by the name of Pat Riley would take over in Los Angeles. Hey, sometimes these upsets change the whole scope of the league. And that's what happened in 1981. Moving on to number three. You know, in 2007, it was the Dallas Mavericks that looked like they were going to be unbeatable. They were the top seed in the Western Conference. They had Jason Terry, Josh Howard, Dirk Nowitzki. They would be facing the Golden State Warriors in the first round. But these were not your current Warriors. This was not Steph and Kevin Durant and all those guys. This was the Baron Davis, Stephen Jackson, Monte Ellis, Jason Richardson Golden State Warriors. They weren't going to be any match for Dallas. But Baron Davis and Steven Jackson, they were just too much for the Dallas guards. Again, they caused a matchup problem. Davis and Jackson combined to average nearly 50 points a game for the series, and the Warriors would knock out the Mavericks in just six games. Yeah, sometimes it does happen. You get a bad matchup, you get a bad pull, and you say, oh, we just don't match up well with that team. They didn't have the guards, and down went Dallas in 2007. Moving on to number two. And I'll be very transparent. This one crushed me a bit when I was a kid because I cheered for the Philadelphia 76ers a little because of Julius Irving and because I really liked Andrew Tony. They were my favorite players. This Philly team was loaded in 84. They were coming off their title in 83. But in 1984, the New Jersey Nets had Daryl Dawkins, 
Otis Birdsong, and a very talented but very troubled Michael Ray Richardson. The Sixers were the three seed in 1984. And when the Nets won game one and two, everyone kind of looked around like, something's wrong with Philly. What is going on here? Everyone kind of expected them to still get back to the finals. Philly rallied in games three and four and then came back to the old Philadelphia spectrum for the deciding game five. But Michael Ray Richardson and Otis Birdsong combined for 48 points and the New Jersey Nets knocked off the defending champs in 1984. Hey, it can happen. Get a hot team, wrong place, wrong time. You might get sent home early. So we move on to our number one entry, best first round upsets of all time. Now, this one might not rate as high for some people. But the fact is, when Michael Jordan left the NBA to play baseball, it sure looked like the team that would benefit the most was going to be the Seattle Supersonics. They had Gary Payton. They had Sean Kemp. They had Kendall Gill. They had Detlef Shrimp. That team was loaded under George Carl. The Supersonics won 67 games in 1994. No one, and I mean no one, gave 42-40 and 40 Denver any sort of chance in this series. One versus eight, this is no chance. And it looked like everyone was right because Seattle won games one and two pretty easily. Denver rallied in game three, but that would probably be their last gasp. But then Reggie Williams, Lafonso Ellis, Robert Pack, and Dikembe Mutombo somehow squeaked out game four and forced a fifth game in Seattle. Okay, but it's in Seattle. The Sonics are still going to win this, aren't they? But then Gary Payton got dinged up in that last game, and he actually had to leave the game. And with him out, there was no one to feed Sean Kemp. The Seattle offense suddenly fizzled. The Denver Nuggets held a four-point lead late, and Seattle was looking for a miracle to try to turn this thing around. Here's a clip from NBC, and you can tell by how quiet the crowd is. It's not going their way. And Perkins shoots the two, blocked by Brian Williams, recovered by Gill. Eight seconds, Perkins. Batty, waste. That's it. Macombo embraces the ball and the unlikely upset. One of the great upsets in NBA playoff history. The eighth seed, a team that was two games over 500 on the season. The Denver Nuggets. Youngest in the NBA have beaten the team with the best record in the NBA, the Seattle Supersonics. And Dikembe Mutombo, one of the stars. Hey, the NBA playoffs start this weekend. And like I said, we look at the favorites. We look at some of the big dogs and we say, okay, well, we can just pencil them in moving forward. Hey, every single team in these playoffs has some flaws. If you match up wrong, with a team that can expose those flaws, with a team that can accentuate what they do well, you might get yourself in some trouble. And it doesn't matter if you're a one seed all the way through to eight, you could get sent home early. Every single game matters from here on out. It's going to be a very, very fun NBA playoffs. Hey, it is Friday and we did make it through another week. Next week, of course, we will be back to discuss all of the happenings that are gonna take place over the weekend. And we will be keeping you up on the latest and greatest in the world of sports. Hey, I have to say thank you to all of you for listening to The Daily Dose every day. I hope that you are enjoying the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for sharing the show. 
Thank you for subscribing to the show wherever it is that you listen. It is all very, very appreciated. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all on Monday. Have a great weekend.